Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by World of Spas, Edmonton's number one hot tub and swim spa dealer. The ideal place to start your daily vacation on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. All right, it is 534 in Edmonton, uh, 434 in Vegas. We're looking forward to the game tonight, to say the least. Bob Stoffer, Dave Campbell, uh, Kellen Kennedy with you. Cam Moon's got the call of tonight's game. Reed Wilkins and Rob Brown from the Oilers Radio Network will join us as well. I'll be on uh, Sportsnet Intermission Panel as well. Brandon from Windsor's Texas on the Ashley Five Floors text line. He says, Bob, you always say 3-9-1 and one to start the season. Well, that was a record under Jay Woodcroft, but it wasn't it actually 2-9-1? and one? Uh, two nine and one, yes it was. By the way, loved your cameo on the hangout today. Well, right place, right time. I saw those guys, and uh, you know, hey, it's all good. Waved and away you went. Again, you can text us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Keep texting us. And this text comes in uh, from DS Bar, and he says, Bob, we used to see players get better later 20s, early 30s, before the cap. After the salary cap, that trend has changed. You don't see many players doing what Zach Hyman has done, I believe. Part of it is players were given a longer road to develop because teams had them under control a longer amount of time before the salary cap. We were actually talking about this today, uh, about Eckholm and Hyman. Uh, with some people from Air Canada who were in town uh, for an event that Jack Michaels and myself, uh, some uh, contest winners from Air Canada. Just want to put a shout-out at this time at uh, 536 in Edmonton. Uh, did a podcast on Sunday night with uh, Josh Marshall, the Two Muds podcast. Uh, guy that's gone through an interesting uh, life journey and uh, always like uh, going on with Josh and ha- having uh, having a few laughs along the way. Uh, again, it's the Two Muds podcast. All right, as promised, uh, this is Oilers Now. We want to tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. You can tell Brendan, Chris, and Chef Altaf that Oilers Now sent you Roos Chris is open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. As promised, let's get to our Oilers Now headliner today. Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Trent and Trevor Wilhawk. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And we caught up with Ken Holland earlier today. Here's that conversation. Well, Ken, uh, you were with the Bakersfield Condors last week down in Texas. Uh, I think it's important that those players see the general manager once in a while, and I know you've always made an effort to get down there two or three times during the season. They're 14-3-3 in their last 20 games. What's been successful for them, besides the fact that you have invested some money with some veteran players? 
Well, yeah, it was a great weekend. I, I flew down Thursday and took the coaching staff out for dinner Thursday night and then obviously watched two games uh, in Texas. Texas is the leading scoring team in the uh, American Hockey League with the two leading scorers, so it was really good to see uh, our guys play against a team that can score goals. I thought that uh, you know, Saturday night Jack Campbell was excellent. Uh, all he played on, on Friday, uh, Jack played Saturday. I think Jack gave up one on 35 shots or 34 shots, but he uh, he played he played, played very well. Uh, the tandem on on the back end, Broberg and Gleason. Uh, Gleason shoots left but plays the offside. Uh, they're playing very, very well together. I think Saturday night, uh, Phil Broberg played 28 and a half minutes and Gleason played 26 and a half minutes. So they're almost playing half the game and they're playing real well. And we're matched up against uh, um, Stan Coven and Bork, who are one and two in the American League in scoring. It did a good job in keeping them off the off the board. Uh, Borgo played really, really well on uh, on Friday. Not not quite as well on on Saturday. Um, you know, Lavoie played pretty well. I mean, like you said, they're 14-3-3, and and they're, uh, you know, they're feeling good about themselves. Uh, special teams is good. They're getting really good goaltending. Uh, they're checking. They're playing hard, and they're getting uh, scoring up and down the lineup. Do you think that Philip Rober could step in and play in the NHL right now? I mean, he had the, he's like plus 13 since he's gone there. He's just a little under a point per game. Uh, he's not scoring a lot of goals, but that's not his role. He's a, he's a bit like Clefbaum on the power play in terms of how he plays, but just a thought on what you're seeing. Certainly he's getting a ton of ice time. Well, I mean, he has played in the NHL. I don't, I'd have to look at the guide and record book, but let's say he's played 70, 80 games yeah, in the National yeah. Hockey League. Now, many of those games, obviously, are probably five to eight minutes because he'd be in 11, know, and, seven. 11 and seven. So, um, you know, but I, met, I had breakfast with him for an hour on Saturday morning. He's really confident, feels really good about uh, where his game is at. I told him that uh, uh, we're not bringing him back until uh, he's going to play. He, we're, we're, things are going good here in Edmonton with the six defensemen. Uh, we're just going to stick with the six defensemen and uh, touch wood. Hopefully we don't get an injury, but if somewhere down the road we get an injury, um, then he's ready to he's ready to go in. And you know Gleason's the same. Gleason's playing real well, and he's been a guy who's been kind of a career minor leaguer, but he had a really good training camp with us in preseason. Um, they're a really good pair down there. Um, you know, so I think we I feel, going down there and watching him feel good about our depth. You know, yeah. you, know you, you know, months from the deadline, you know I think uh, Philip Robert can play in the NHL. Gleason hasn't had the opportunity, uh, but based upon the way he's playing in the American League, certainly uh, I'd have no problem putting him in the NHL and seeing, uh, giving me an opportunity. Edmonton Oilers General Manager Ken Holland, Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers now. We're down in Las Vegas. Uh, just to Borgo, you mentioned the combination of Stan Coven and Bork, and Xavier uh, Bork sort of drove that line and showed it again, and then uh, or, or Maverick Bork drove that line, and Xavier Borgo played on that line with him. Do you think it maybe helped spur uh, Borgo or better, or is this, as his game been rounded in a form and has he been aided and abetted by the fact that he's playing with Peterson and Kajula who you spent a fair amount of money on to be you know offensive drivers for you at the HL level you know what I think the, you know I talked to to, to, to uh, Xavier after the game Friday night and uh, um I think it was good for him to see the six. You know, there is the one guy's his peer. He's you know, yeah. a line mate from from junior. So I think it was good for him to see um, the success that they're having in the NHL. Bork and Stankoven, and you know that you know he can he can play at a high level too. And I think, excuse me, I think. First off, he's getting lots of opportunity now. He's on a, he's on a really good line with Kajula and Peterson. Uh, he's playing on the power play. Um, 
I, I think he's and he's getting his confidence. I think you know. And as we were, as, as Xavier and I were talking, uh, Malone came in, the captain, and, and and joined the conversation. And he was just talking about uh, how you know the first year is really difficult for most players, some not so. Uh, and year two, it's the, it's the time to take a step up. And uh, you know, the coaching staff told me the last uh, four or five games, uh, Borgo's starting to play at a higher level, uh, competing harder, more confident with the puck. So uh, I'm hoping that uh, this has been kind of the beginning of, uh, of a real good second half for him. You mentioned Jack Campbell. He has a 935 save percentage in his last seven games with five wins. Has he settled down a bit in between the pipes? He was very good. I mean, he was very calm. Um, I actually sent him a t- I didn't get a chance to talk to him because he played on uh, I just said hello but I, 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 after the game uh, we had to go back to the hotel and we had a 3.30 wake up call for a 4 o'clock bus so there wasn't a lot of time for, for meetings yeah. after the game uh, but I sent him a text actually on Sunday to tell him that I was real impressed. He was very calm uh, under control, great rebound control um, just he, just, he looked uh, he looked you know, confident and on top of his game, and uh, uh, they had a lot of real good scoring chances, especially in the second period. And he kept the game tied one-one. Uh, I, I told him that uh, all he can do is control what he can do and keep doing what he's doing. Um, you know, people are starting to notice, take note that. You know, I think in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, Bob, when I sent him down um, in, in November, given, should maybe have given him a week. I think his head was spinning when he went no. down. Two nights later, he's playing a game in, in, in Abbotsford, and it's another game in Abbotsford. And I think it just his head was spinning and it's taken him a while he probably should have went down for a week or eight nine days just practiced and then got him going I'd said to him at that point in November you're going to play eight of the next ten and it's just I think it just spiraled in the negative and uh, it's taken him a while to dig himself out but uh, I think the last I think you said seven games I think 12 games he's like 920 922 so he's playing uh, he's playing good hockey the team's playing good hockey and uh, he feels good about himself all right let's talk about the Oilers team uh, 16 game winning streak a chance to tie in NHL record tonight in Las Vegas uh, against a team that uh, vanquished the Oilers' playoff dreams last year in round two. A, t- a close series. It's 2-2 after two games. Yotes shot them 75-53 to in the final two games, but lost the series. Um, are you a completely different team right now, do you think? Than, I know a lot of the personnel is the same, but do you play the same way now? You've only given up 24 goals against in the last 16 games. Uh, you're the first team in over a decade to only give up 18 goals against in a 14-game stretch during the 16-game winning search. Well, we're, we're way more committed to uh, to defense. And, uh, you know, certainly we can talk about the coaching change, Chris Knobloch and, and Paul Coffey, the impact that they've had. Uh, I also would like to think that the players in, in that locker room have understood it with these experiences of losing to Vegas last year, with the experience of losing the year before to, to, to Colorado, that... Um, Ultimately, if you want to go a long run way in the playoffs, you got to be able to defend. And we didn't defend good enough last year in the in the series. And uh, Chris has come in and been really calm. Um, obviously, he's made some tweaks to the way that we play the game. I think Paul Coffey's had a real positive impact on our on our on our defense. Uh, our penalty killing has been a major factor in that. I think since November fifteenth, we're around ninety percent. Yeah, you're the number one team in the league. So I mean, obviously right. that's a, that's a big 89%. Uh, yeah yeah eighty nine. So that's a big. I and mean, it's you know the other teams are. Uh, you 
you know, 11% in the power play over a two-month period. So I just think that uh, more committed to, to, to defense. Um, and obviously, Stu Skinner's been a great story. I mean, he's, yeah. he's uh, what is he, 930 or 935 in the month of January, and, and uh, um, he's been, been solid, massive saves, um, playing lots of hockey, feeling good about himself. Now, obviously, we're coming off here a nine-day break, I mean, and we've got a real, you know, after tonight, we go into Anaheim, into L.A., home to Detroit. Um, then we're in. This next ten, even ten games, we got. We're playing against. Uh, other than maybe Anaheim on Friday, we're playing against teams that are, if, they're, if they're not in the playoffs, they're they're fighting to get into the playoffs. So this will be a real good stretch here the month in the month of February to kind of real get a real good evaluation of where we're at. Ken, uh, now last year you were patient, and at the end of the day, if you look at all the trades that were made during the course of last season. You made the most impactful trade. You waited till the end. You got at Colm the day before or two days before. Um, there was some criticism before, including some of it that was directed by me. Like, hey, let's get going here. And you've been a while since you made that big of a deal. Well, you made a huge deal. You gave up two number ones ultimately and Tyson Berry to get Matias. The Oilers are 47, 16, and 2 with Matias in the lineup, and he's plus 44 in those 65 games. So the trades worked out. Uh, we've seen a couple of the centers go. Lindholm, real good player. Lots of teams would have, I have assumed, been in on Elias Lindholm. Uh, interesting Calgary and Vancouver second trade there. By the way, I personally didn't like Calgary's return for what it's worth. That's just me. Uh, the Montreal trade, I think that Montreal did fine in that trade with Winnipeg, giving up Monaghan. Um, personally, I, I'm I'm looking at the defense and thinking it's a pretty good defense, and you've got a couple guys of the minors. If you were target, is it simple enough? Am I asking you to give away the Cadbury secret? Like, would you like? I'm going to assume you're going to do something. But you know, are we are we talking a forward? Where, where's well, your headspace? Yeah, well, my my headspace has is that obviously we're 24 and three the last 27. I right. mean, it's it's the number is the number. Yeah, and it's a 16 game win streak. And I think since the last since November, the, the, we're like since November 15th. I think we're like top five in every statistical category possible: goals for, goals against, power play, penalty killing, you know, a winning percentage. So, but I, I also know I've been this said this along that what goes on in April. May and, and June is a little bit different than what goes on right. in November, December, and January. So that's why part of the reason I'm saying I'm really looking forward here to this next stretch of games. You know, we're playing Vegas, we're playing at LA, we're playing Detroit, we're at St. Louis, we're at Dallas, we're at Arizona, and then we come home to Boston. Um, in the meantime, I'm working the phones, uh, talking to a lot of general managers to have a pulse on what's going on out there. Um, we're going to have to get creative with the cap. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to watch, you know, how Corey Perry fits in. How does Dylan Holloway play here. And how did didn't that, have those two we guys. didn't have those two guys, so those are really two additions here. I'm kind of I'm anxious to kind of watch to see how they mesh and how they, they they fit in here. And I think we've got some players on the bottom part of the roster that haven't produced at the level that they've produced throughout their entire career. And I'm I hear the last 40 games, if they can kind of if a guy's a 10 goal scorer, can he get five the next 40 games and, and become a 10 goal scorer and give us a little bit more depth scoring? Because certainly come playoff time, you're gonna need it. That's, you're gonna need it. Every Everybody needs it. You got to you got to get some 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 offense from the bottom part of your roster. So we're checking good. We're keeping the puck out of our net, uh, and I'm anxious to watch us, us play here now over the next stretch against some really good some really good teams to get a, a better read on our team. But but I am working the phones and, and we're trying to decide exactly what we can do and what we'd like to do to kind of give our team a little bit. When the team plays at a high level as a manager, you like to pitch in. 
you like to pitch yeah. in by the trade deadline and try to do something to, 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 to reward them for playing at a higher level. And obviously our guys have played at a high level, and I'd, I'd like to do that. All right. So if you do, you've already moved a couple picks. If you do make a move, logic dictates you're probably moving a draft pick or two. So you're going to move out some draft capital. As a result, you got to find players in an alternative fashion. And uh, Brad Holland, uh, director of pro scouting, was at both Alberta. He flew in from Toronto specifically for two games to watch two of the best teams in the Canada West, chock full of WHL major junior graduates. Just a thought on maybe expanding the traditional horizon and looking for players wherever you can to backfill uh, the lineups at various different levels. Well, I mean, you've nailed it. I mean, obviously, when you don't have draft picks, you got to find other ways. And certainly, uh, college free agents, whether it's through Canada or through through NCAA uh, in, the, in the United States, is one way to try to find uh, to find some players. Uh, you know, put them in the American League, and uh, you know, you look at you look at the development of Vinny DeHarnay. Yeah. Um, obviously, last year at the deadline, we traded away Kesselring, and he's playing now in Arizona. And uh, even you know, Noah Phillip. Yeah, Noah Phillip last year, we you. would like. Yeah, we'd like. He he really come on. We'd like to sign him and. He he made a decision to, uh, for personal reasons, to uh, to end yes. his to, to end his career. So, but uh, so so certainly major junior. You know, excuse me, you, you at Canadian college, they've played major junior, and and now they go on and they they keep playing. And maybe after a couple of years, two three years playing Canadian college, uh, they're good enough to become uh, American League players. And then once you get in the American League, you can play regular. You, you got a chance. You got a chance. You got a chance. So uh, you know we're we're trying to find uh, different ways to because obviously you know since I. Came Came in here in 2019. Obviously, the mandate's been to win. You got Connor and Leon in their prime, and other than the one year when the when the pandemic was uh, when you couldn't do anything, you know, I've traded draft picks away at every trade deadline trying to bring in players. Some are still here. We talked about Ekholm. Uh, Kulak is here from two yeah. years ago, second round second round pick. So when you're in it to to try to win it, and you're, you're there's a constant every year you're spending draft picks, you're spending draft picks, you're spending draft picks. Certainly, you got to find other ways to kind of to find some young players that uh, you. Can, you can you hopefully develop into NHL players and Canadian college is one way free agents US college free agents uh, is another way Ken thanks for your time thanks Bob there you go that is Edmonton Oilers general manager Ken Holland it is 551 at Edmonton the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights and one of those teams the Golden Knights that found money found players out of youth sports Logan Thompson out of Brock University by the way Brock's got a good goalie this year, too, that's uh, tracking very well. But uh, an interesting conversation with Ken. You got the sense during that interview, nothing imminent on the trade front. But uh, Holland waited till late into the uh, deadline a couple uh, last year and uh, ended up, it's hard to argue with the Matthias Ekholm trade. I mean, <laughs> the guys made a massive impact. And really, if you take a look at the body of the work, uh, you know, adding Evander Kane, getting Zach Hyman, and getting Matthias Ekholm, it's changed the depth of the Edmonton orders as they uh, continue to... And I, I think it's inevitable Edmonton does something. It's probably going to involve a forward. By the way, Ken Holland took over a 25th place team in Edmonton. The Oilers have the ninth best record in the National Hockey League since he's been the GM. We'll go to a break, and when we come back, Oilers now... Game Day Trivia, presented by Pro-Am Sports. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chad.
Welcome back, everybody. It's 555 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Dave Campbell, Kellen Kennedy. Camoon will have the call of tonight's game on the Oilers Radio Network with myself, Rob Brown, and Reed Wilkins. And uh, we are going to tell you that you can join New West Travel. We've already sold out two trips this year, one to Nashville, one to Montreal. we got an exclusive roadie coming up to Dallas in April to watch the Oilers play the Stars. This New West Travel package includes airfare, four nights, deluxe hotel, great game ticket, a real welcome reception with yours truly. You can complete your trip with an optional AT&T studio, studio tour and a baseball game. Everything's bigger in Texas, including this road trip. Reach out to newwesttravel.com and visit them, newwesttravel.com again. The order is 29-15-1. Vegas is 29-15-6. So Vegas has played five more games at Edmonton. It's a big game. If the order is winning regulation tonight, they're within three points of Vegas and sep- uh, with five games in hand. Think about that for a second. Have not commented on the fact that Todd McClellan is no longer the head coach of the LA Kings. Now, Todd is well set financially. Uh, tough trade, though, to say the least. I'm going to ask Brian Lawton a little about the changing dynamic for the Kings when they went out and got Pierre-Luc Dubois. Because that team, don't after a great start, they don't seem right. The LA Kings have only won three of their last 17 games. Jim Heller is their new head coach. Oilers tonight against Vegas, Friday in Anaheim, Saturday in Los Angeles, and the Kings are in their bye week, so that will be the Kings' first game back. All right. At 5.57 in Edmonton, and it's going to be a hard one. It's going to challenge you. Oilers Now Trivia is presented all season long by Pro-Am Sports. All correct answers in February. Enter to win an authentic Dylan Holloway jersey autographed by the man himself. Check out proamsports.ca or visit them in person, 127-28 St. Albert Trail in Edmonton. Here we go. We're in Vegas. Name the player Vegas claimed from the Edmonton Oilers organization. And name the current Edmonton Oiler that was claimed by the Vegas Golden Knights. Name the current Edmonton Oiler that was an expansion draft pick of the Vegas Golden Knights. And name the player from the Oilers organization that was claimed for the expansion draft by Vegas. Two different players. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with James Dunn, Brian Lawton when we return on Oilers Now.